You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Christmas Speak Talk Radio. I'm Reverend Ray. Today's broadcast, of course, is Friday night, joy. Amen. Um, we're going to talk about, um, come out of Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, where it says, Being confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And that's uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Before we get into that, I want to remind you about our upcoming broadcast of History by the Grace from Minister Vanessa Williams. Uh, just coming up Tuesday at 7 p.m. The Clan to Finish Work with Reverend Pat Randall is Thursday at 12 noon. Uh, Friday Night Joy is uh, at 7 p.m. Amen. That's the first, the second, and the fourth Friday. Amen. The Bread of Life is the first and third Sundays. Amen. At 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm on the broadcast as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Boarding of Beautiful with Reverend No Way to Read, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with the Evangelist Louis McElwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover with the Body of One with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour three, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk with Ray, Antonio, Tyrone, Cleopas, and Nelson is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our, our weekly prayer is called Meet They Go and Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. That's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. The dialing number is 712-770-5505. The access code is 732-499. Matters of the Heart, Tingles Ministry with um uh, uh, with a whole lot of us and everything every third Friday at 7 p.m. I'm switching out to the truth every second and fourth Monday at 8 p.m. Please go to our website, uh, learn more about us, and I'm in the process of updating it now. And everything you have a desire to sow a seed or a donation into the ministry, you can do that. We need your donation. We will always use your help um, to further the, um, the ministry. We're broadcasting over 140 different nations that receive us, amen, and um, God has blessed us to be able to, to pour into people's lives, and we're thankful and grateful for that. Let's get, go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, we first come to thank, thank you for your grace and your mercy and the things that you're doing in our life, God. We thank you for just being God. We thank you for every miracle that you have performed in our life, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for keeping us for another day, Lord Jesus, that we're here. We pray, God, that you will bless this ministry, bless this broadcast, God. God, that you will speak the words for me to be spoken to your people. God, we give this broadcast to you. And in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, again, I want to welcome you to the broadcast with Christmas Speed Talk Radio. Amen. I'm Reverend Ray. We do this every, almost every Friday, three Fridays out of a month. Amen. But I want to go ahead and get started. I'm not going to be before you long. I'm not going to be before you long. Amen. But I'm going to. 
I'll go ahead and start reading Philippians chapter 1. First, I want to give you a little background about what's going on with Paul. Paul wrote to Philippians while he was either, um, while he was in prison, and they said that he was either um, in, in, in Rome or something, but he definitely wrote this in prison and everything. And um, he wrote this because of the, the Philippians uh, was, was what was the church that he started and everything like that, and they supported him, um, Paul, financially and through, through different types of help through all the all ministry, ministry. Paul, when he wrote this, was also not with Timothy, um, also stuff, but Timothy was like a, a, a son to Paul and everything. So um, the reason I came up with this, I didn't come to the store with my mom and stuff. I was talking to a young lady named his um, um, sister Josie Aliaga, and I was she was sharing with me her Bible study, and uh, we were just talking about the scripture and everything like that, and we went down and everything, and she was getting ready um, to uh, to present her, her Bible study group, and it's something pricked in me as I began to read this letter, um, the, the chap, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, because it, Paul, in so many words, began to explain um, many things. You know, he was going through his own trials and tribulations. He was going through some many things, but he still uh, had time to write um, a letter. I, I, I like to look at it like a letter of love to the 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 the, 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 the brothers and sisters in Philip Philip I think I said the right and everything. So I'm excited about that. But before I do, I want to share a quick testimony. Um, this, how I posted this, um, my brother had, um, in Texas had sent me a video, and he sent me a video of a uh, a young lady. I don't know what country it was from or whatever, but she was in a wheelchair. And, a, and uh, I don't know what it, the video didn't catch all of the beginning of it, but what I saw in the video stirred something up in me. The young lady was in a wheelchair, and it looked like that she wasn't didn't have use of her arms and legs, or, you know, maybe there was some, some form of disability. But whatever song they was playing, they was playing in the background, touched her so much that she began to get out of that wheelchair and just praise and worship God like like crazy. I mean, and, and there were people that came to support her to prevent her from falling. But that, and so they didn't stop her from worshiping God. But she could just, just worship God as hard as she could and everything. And she couldn't really move a lot of her body, but the one thing that she was moving, she was stomping up and down like a like a soldier marching. And that's all she could do and just said, hallelujah. And, and I looked in the whole building, everybody was either shouting or saying hallelujah and glorifying God. And, and I, what I wrote on the post was that it's all that, that's going on in your life, in the world, in the church, but God. And I'm and really, and the reason I wrote that down because we're all of us, all of us, all of us are going through some challenges of life and some changes, and um, we're going through stuff that's in the, not only in the church but also in the government and um, um, in our personal lives and um, sickness and disease. And, I mean, it's just like the the whole world has just been turned upside down. And everything, you know, and the only thing that I could think of was but God, but God, you know, but God is, you know, he's still with us, y'all. He's still 
uh, has not left us. No matter what the world is doing, no matter what the going on in the pulpit, no matter what the controversies are, no matter what's going on in your life, God is still with you. Jesus Christ still died on the cross for us and our sins that we might have life and not just any life, but life more abundantly. So I, I, I just wanted to share that with someone, to, to encourage someone to keep on, keep it on, don't give up, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, when we come to um, Philippians chapter 1, verses uh, 1, it says, Paul intended this, the servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, okay, with the bishops and deacons. In other words, these are, he, he talks about Paul is, is, is writing this letter, and Timothy is no doubt probably um, um, typing it up or writing it up for him and everything. So he's talking to all the bishops and deacons. He's talking to everybody. He, he, he's all being all-inclusive, okay? He said, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And from the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, it's a salutation. It's a greeting. Um, to them, and so he said, "Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ." Okay, he says, "I thank my God upon every remembrance of you." Paul is remembering them. You know, he's remembering them. He, they have been doing some different things for them and everything like that. He said, "He said always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with your, with your." He said, I'm remembering you, not only thinking about you, but I'm keeping you in prayer. And, and see, we, we, that's the way that we should be towards our brothers and our, our sisters, no matter what we may be facing. Again, Paul was in prison. He, he was, I believe that he may have been under house arrest. So there was, he was at limited access to things, but he could still write letters. I remember uh, when um, Joseph was sharing this with me, I began to think that uh, the only way that you, if you didn't actually see the person and stuff, but even growing up as a kid, either you had to call them up and everything on the telephone or you would write them a letter. And back in Paul time, they didn't have phones. So the next thing was either a carrier pigeon or letters. They had to be delivered by someone. So the, 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 letter, the letter of the epistles was the internet of that day, so to speak. The, the, the letter writing was the internet of that day. That's how they get in contact, no matter where they were from. If they can, you can write a letter, they can get it. I remember being in the service, and um, they used to tell us when I was in the service many, many years, years ago that if we wanted to send a letter, we could write it on anything we want. You know, we didn't need no posters or nothing like that, and it would get where it had to go. He said, I'm, verse 4 says again, I'm always in every prayer of mine for you and all making requests with joy. It says, for your fellowship and the gospel from the first day until now. In other words, from the first time you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and, and everything, when I was there, when you received him, and when you received the preaching and teaching of Jesus Christ, I was there. Uh, until now. You know, so in other words, Paul said, I ain't left you. I haven't forgot about you. I prayed for you. I remember you. Amen. It said, being confident, verse 6, said, being confident of this very thing, that he which have begin, begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's he that have begun a good work. Who's, who's Paul talking about? He's talking about God. It wasn't Paul that did a good work. It was God. God. Until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, what is the day of Jesus Christ? That's the day when Christ comes back. That your work will be completed when Christ comes back. And I was telling Joseph, I said, this is all part of a process. 
It's a process. It's a purpose in everything, you know, that we should be in an environment wherein that we are constantly growing, that, that we don't want to be in a church environment, that we're not growing or we're stagnant or we're, you know, because we become stagnant. You're like standing water. It draws mosquitoes and draws disease. So we should be in a constant movement, a constant um, movement and everything so towards the things of God because God has designed it to be so. He said, even as it is meet for me to thank this of you all, because I have you in my heart. He's telling them, he's like, I love, well, I love you, you know, as much as both in my bonds and, and, and the defense and then the confirmation of the gospel. You are all partakers of my grace. Everything that I'm going through, I, I'm doing it for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm doing it for the sake of you. I don't mind going through the suffering that I'm doing. Putting me, they putting me in jail and being persecuted because you benefit from it, okay? You benefit from it. He says, verse 8 says, For God is my record, how greatly I long after you, all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. I want to be with you. I want to see you. Again, this letter for me represents a, a relationship that Paul had with the church in a um, Philippi, you know, it was a relationship that he had with them and stuff like that. They prayed, no doubt, prayed for them, him, and he no doubt prayed for them and stuff. They trusted him, and um, he trusted them. Amen. He trusted them. He said, verse 8, for God is my record, how greatly I long after you and all the vows of Jesus Christ. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all judgment. In knowledge and all judgment. He said that you that you that you love me abound even more so you know he's talking about now in your mouth but the judgment here is talking about discernment okay and I pray that you love me abound yet more and more in knowledge and in discernment you live in a time that you might be surrounded by some people and stuff that don't follow um Christ like you do so you got to have discernment about the the uh, the rise of the and the ways of the enemy it says that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. There's the word again, and to the day of Christ's return, that you will be, uh, those, you may approve things that are excellent, you know, you know, without God, without any sin and everything like that, that you may be sincere without offense, you know, and everything, this, this, this relationship that we have with Christ, it's a sincere relationship, Okay. It's sincere relationship. God love for us. It's here. It's not. It's not uh, flaky, you know. And everything. It's not. Sometimes He loves you, and sometimes they don't. God always loves us. Jesus always loves us, you know. And everything. He loves us even when 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 not being obedient. That doesn't change the status of His love for us. There might be some um, with some some uh, consequences of things when we do that are wrong, but He still loves us. It's interesting. For God so loved the world, He they, He gave His only begotten Son. He loved us. Everything that God ever did was based out of love. You know, it's based out of love. Okay. Then He said that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. Amen. That's verse ten. Verse eleven says, "Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God." Being filled, you know. Again, I talk about that process that you being filled with the fruits of righteousness. All the the righteousness of God is in you because of Jesus Christ. He said, "But I would you should understand, brother, that the things which happen unto me have fallen 
out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. In other words, everything that's happening to me so that the furtherance of the gospel may take place. You know, I'm, in other words, I'm not with you, but what is taking place right now is because I'm able to, able, still able to write letters to you, the gospel, the gospel is still being furthered out. You know, the gospel of Jesus is still being, Paul was preaching in, in prison to the prisoners and to the gods and everything like that, yeah, and everything like that. He was still preaching. That didn't stop him from spreading the word. Paul had to go before kings and, and uh, uh, elected for officials, and he, even then he was not afraid of the gospel, to speak the gospel of, of, of the, to the people. He said, so that my bonds in Christ are manifested in all, in all the, the palace. In, in all the other places. That's what he says right there. I just read it. All the, in all the palace and other, all the other places. He said, I'm spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not only spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ with my own testimony, but the gospel is being spread to you, you know, and, and you are spreading to others and stuff. And others, they receive the gospel of being spread like that. You know, it says, 14 says, and, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds, I'm much more bold to speak the word, the word without fear. They see me going through, and they, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's like a, it's like an encouragement. And you see someone that's like a, you see Paul going through, you're like, oh, he's being strong in the power of God's might, you know, and everything. And he's not afraid, and say he's being bold. Then there's something that stirs up within you to become bold. When I saw that young lady worshiping the, the, the God and worshiping God, you know, as much as she couldn't move and couldn't do this and couldn't shout like everybody else said, but she was praising, she was worshiping God the way that she knew how to do it. For me, that was the that was the encouragement for me. You know, for me, that was increased my confidence. Look. Do I know that you've been through a lot. Look, for you, it should be increasing your confidence. I know that you've been through a lot and you've had some ups and downs. And I know that you might have lost some loved ones along the way. I know that you might have lost a job, might have lost your, your car, your house. And I know that you maybe don't go to church as often as you, but yet still but God. Yet still but God. You know, I know. I thought for what I was was reading that I began to think uh, about my own stuff. I said, one that had, had a stroke years ago and stuff like that. It was a major stroke. And I remember the first time that I was, one of the times I went to church and I had ran or nothing like that, but the Spirit of the Lord got a hold of me. And I began to praise him and jump up and down and run. And I began to praise him because I was run. Because at that time I could not run. And I'm run. I mean, I just ran around the church just worshiping and praising God because he allowed me. And I began to think of what I was a year ago or two years ago that I couldn't even do that and everything. I remember, and I'm, I'm, we're going to move on, but I remember the time that I, in the, when I had the stroke and stuff like that, that the first time I ever moved my big toe. When I moved it, I didn't wasn't much, and if you really wasn't paying attention to it, and, and so you would have missed it. But you had to be looking at it at a certain time, and, stuff, and it just moved a little bit. It wasn't like it was wiggling back and forth like it is now. Bless God, but but it, it was just a little wiggle. It was just a little small wiggle. That's a small movement, and I bless God for it. I worship God, so I knew how the young lady felt and everything. So that became my testimony. Then when I began to tell people how what God did and how how He brought me through, Amen, Amen, Amen. Okay, let's let's continue on. 
It says, and many of the brethren in the Lord right to comfort by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. We've become bold. We have become encouraged. We've become encouraged in the Lord our God. You know, when we see the miracles and we see the actions of God, we see the grace of God, we begin to see the love of God, we begin to see what Jesus Christ, the price that was paid, and then when we begin to realize what, what it took for him to go to the cross, we become bold in him. You know, we become strong in him and stuff like that. You know, we were, we're willing to speak to God. So we, we know that God has delivered us from something or brought us through something, or healed us from something, or blessed us with something that was no way possible we could have got on our own. You know, there was no way possible. You know, it kept us from going to jail, or we should have died in a, a car accident, or we should have been um, killed by straight bullets or whatever, especially with all that's going on now. But God said, you should live and not die. So we worship God in that. You know, we, we bless God in that. You know, we bless God for that. So, so we are much more bold to speak the word without fear. The teacher says, some indeed preach Christ even, even of envy and strife, but some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposed to end afflictions to my bond. There's nothing nobody can say to me and stuff like that, you know, about what God has done for me. There's nothing nobody can say to you what God has done for you. You know. Yeah, your own testimony and stuff. People want to, uh, um, you know, there are always going to be someone out there will hate on you for various reasons, okay? But the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel, but then, notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. Christ is preached. we got a lot of the right things that are going on right now. The people who are, are battling um, each other, pastors are battling other or disagreeing with them. Man, look, we, we ain't got time for that. We should be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to get in a debate about with you about different things like that. I want to preach Christ. I want to preach um, salvation. I want to let the, 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 those that are bound to know that they can be free. That's our task. God is. Those are the things that we were preaching about. We don't have time for the debating about well, uh, uh, philosophical or theological uh, differences and everything. Like that. But we want to preach Christ, man. Okay, we want to preach Christ. He said, what they not begin every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. For I know this, shall turn this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and to the spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I am I am I shall be ashamed. But that with all boldness as always, so then always Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. But Paul is saying he said, Whether they take my life whether they give me my life or decide to take my life or they t- or they give me death, I am going to praise God. I am going to be bold before God. I'm going to be bold before Christ. And I should magnify the works of him because I know what it is. I know that I believe that Paul was thinking about the Damascus uh, experience. You know, you begin to think about, you know, because he's getting towards a, a place in the fact that he didn't know what he was going to live or die and he was going before certain rulers and certain things was going on. I think when I researched about the, the research about it, that Paul was arrested like about five different, five different occasions. So most of his ministry that he did was like silly two and a half years of it was he was in jail. He was in jail, you know, 
Yeah, he's but it's breast premature for for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what shall I do? Choose I will not. I well, I don't know quite know what that want. Now let me look at that up real quick. Let me see what it is. I know not. Okay, the truth. The truth. I'm reading the King James version. It says, "Choose I know not." You know. He said, let me read this again, man. Let me start with verse 23. According to my inner exposition and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be life or by death. Whether it be life or by death. I want to magnify the Lord. For, for, to, me, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose, I will not. I will not. Amen. Well, second, let me just... I know what, what truth, I know not. For I am in a state, this is part of what this is, this is how we want to stop it right here. He said, for I am in a state between two, have a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Paul realized the desire that he had while he was still in the land of deliverance. He didn't want he desired to be with Christ and everything, but he also had desire and obligation and a responsibility for those that he um, that he brought to Christ, or those that he was ministering to, those that he was teaching, the churches that he had started. And everything like that, and we should be that way. Yeah, most of us we want to be and see the glory, but God is saying that it's not our time yet. It's not your time yet. It's not your time. So, with that being said, we have to press forward. We have to push forward what we feel and what we desire to the things that God desires for the benefit of the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached. We have to press through it. We have to press through it. Amen. Press through. It. It says, 25 says, and have this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and the joy of faith. For this, I have this, I have this confidence, man. And God, God will say, no, it ain't your time yet. You can't go. So God, you say, it's not my time. I'm going to do it with confidence and, and with joy of faith, the joy of the faith, the joy of the Lord, which is the strength of not only him, but me and you also. That your rejoicing may be more abound in Jesus Christ for, for me by my coming to you again. You know, Paul had desire to, to, to come to them again. You know, he said, Oh, let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs. You stand, you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, everything that we're doing and for the, the building and the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? So that someone might crown what must I do to be saved. He says, and nothing fired by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition. In other words, the, the, the enemy is going to try to terrify you, but to you of salvation that are of God. For unto you is given in behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but to also suffer for his name's sake. To suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here to be in me. Everything you see that you see me going through and stuff like that, there may be a day and a time. There's probably something that you're going to have to go through the same thing. That you're going to have to stand. 
These are promises in this world that we will always have trials and tribulations. He will always. He told the disciples, he said, look, if they persecute me, they're going to persecute you. If they, in other words, if they kill me, they're going to kill you and everything like that. They're going to kill you, kill you. They're going to destroy you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to call you every name in the book and stuff like that. You know, but our task is to stand fast, to, to hold on, to stand still and see the salvation and, and look for the enemy, the, even the very enemy that we see. Their heart can be changed by our, by, the, by our testament, by the way that we live our life and stuff like that, by the expression of love, not hate, but the expression of love. You know, in the zing town that we live in there, the question becomes, where is the love? Where is the love of Christ? How is it operating in their life? In our life, is anyone being uh, being saved? Is anyone being changed by your testimony? Are we making a difference? Listen, some people's ministry is to go out and to pass out tracts and to go to hospitals and visit people in prison, you know, and stuff. But sometimes prison ministry is like within their own house, you know, within their own family, you know. Some people's ministry. Um, they do like like what we do on the broadcast, and we get I get a chance to meet people from all different cultures and backgrounds, and um, we do social media now. And social media is a major thing, and I thank God it has increased, you know, um, tremendously in everything. And we post things or encouragement and whatever. But there's something also about that one-on-one connection. I'm talking to someone about Jesus Christ, and let them know that there's a way out, that there is a bomb in Gilead, that they don't have to go through this alone. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the broadcast. We pray that it be a blessing to your people, Lord Jesus. We thank you for all that you're doing in our life, God. We pray that someone will be saved, someone will cry out, what must I do to change my life, God? We pray that for salvation. We pray for healing and deliverance, Lord Jesus. We're praying today, God, that you will come here like a mighty rush. And you and God accept the normal to just have the church, God. We pray for every pastor, every bishop, every apostle, every preacher, every elder, every teacher, Lord Jesus. We pray, God, for the musicians, the, 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 those that have the ushers at the door, the the, 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 the church, all of those, God. We're praying, God, for a great awakening to take place, not just in the United States, but all across the world, that someone, Lord Jesus, would know that you are still there, Lord Jesus. So we're praying that, that you will come today, God, and begin to quicken us, God, begin to restore those things that the, uh, the earthworm and the locusts and the grasshopper and the palmworm and, and begin to restore it even better than before, Lord Jesus, that we will worship you in spirit and in truth. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. I'm done, y'all. Y'all be blessed. I want to thank you for joining. This is Big Friday Night Joy. I am Reverend Ray. Amen. I want to thank you again for joining me. Amen. Which has begun a good work in you. Remember that he that which has begun a good work in you, he that has begun a good work in you, okay, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is doing some work in his people. All the craziness of God is still on the throne. He is still working with the people, man. He is still uh, getting, getting uh, convicted out. He's turning their, their stony hearts into flesh again. He, he's reminding them that he's, God, he's still doing his work. The kingdom is still doing it. He doesn't, he doesn't need our help. He needs our obedience. You know, he don't need our help, but he needs our obedience. He needs our, yes, Lord, I will go. Send me, I will go, you know. God is still doing the work. God bless you. You're talking to us.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.